This was supposed to be just another mystery in the woods. Have you heard these woods are haunted? You kids stay away! Those woods are cursed! I never go near them! Like I bet she never goes near a dentist either! <laughs> we were cocky. Why shouldn't we be? Don't forget, it's my turn to pull off the mask! But then we got lost. In over our heads. Wait a minute, I found a clue! Footprints! No! Those are our footprints! Those are our footprints! Was the curse real? Will someone go out there for a Scooby snack? Somebody! Anybody! Maybe this time we shouldn't have meddled. We shouldn't have meddled. A big hello to all you mystery solvers out there, and welcome to Heavy Metal, a podcast about Scooby-Doo. I'm your host, Ethan Brundine, and each week, myself and a guest will take you through a mystery from somewhere in the vast history of the greatest cartoon of all time. Chris is my guest this week, and the episode that they have chosen is not an episode at all, but rather the Scooby-Doo Project, a one-off special that aired only once on Cartoon Network and was a tribute and spoof of the Blair Witch Project. Chris, welcome to the show. Glad you're here. Oh yeah, that, that intro is a lot bigger than I was expecting. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, this is this is a crazy part of Scooby-Doo history. I'm so excited to get to talk about it. Um, it's been a few people have have asked me at, at different times, like, "Hey, are you got you gonna you gonna cover the Scooby-Doo project on the show? You gotta cover it because it's one of those things where it's like." If you know that it exists, it's just such a, a fun, uh, fascinating part of like Cartoon Network history um, that you just kind of never forget. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like such a like fascinating like precursor to like the weird like late night adult swim shit that like is yeah. like you show your friends to like weird them out like exactly. Um, before we get into talking about the Scooby Doo project, I want to know um, kind of. What is your relationship with everybody's best friend, Scooby-Doo? Did you like the cartoon when you were a kid, or not so much? I, I loved Scooby-Doo as a kid because I was a slave to Boomerang reruns, predominantly. Oh, uh, and the uh, James Gunn movie, that was that, that's like 2002, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, I think, I, yeah, I fondly remember the 2002 blockbuster lineup quite fondly because like you got that spider-man uh oh, yeah. which, 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 which of the attack of the clones is 2002 right uh yeah i think so yeah yeah there we go there we go yeah and then i'm, I'm pretty sure there was there was a lord of the rings in 2002 um yes. oh god my, my yeah would kill me for this but i'm I'll... pretty sure two towers comes out that year too. Yeah, yeah 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 okay thank you yeah thank you. i mean my, my what uh, yeah fun. What a year to be alive and to be a young person for sure. <laughs> like yeah, the the, the my, my my formative uh uh Scooby Doo experiences are uh, specifically the uh the episode with the uh, deep diver dude and oh, yeah. the teaser that misleads you into thinking that it's a teaser for a Batman movie for like a while. And yes, yeah, one one, um, one of the great trailers for sure. Um, I was a uh, I'm a I'm a little younger than you. So I was like a, a I was a toddler when the first movie came out, right? Um, and yet 
I have a like burn into my brain as a memory of the Batman uh, commercial and seeing it on TV. I don't know when or where I would have seen it because like I, I I can't imagine that I saw it before the movie came out, right? Because I really would not be, have been at a point to be consciously making memories because I was you know two years old. It's probably but, on a lot of like DVDs. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, that 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 uh, yeah that that trailer is was just such a great idea so so simple and funny um but yeah you talk about boomerang i was the same way i would i would watch all kinds of stuff i would just have it on all the time um you know scooby-doo is the good stuff but i would leave it on and watch like the snorks and garbage like that right just like just like just having it on and and thinking that i liked hanna barbera even though i really just liked uh scooby-doo because the rest of it is just like basically dog shit, you know, it's just terrible. Yeah, that that that's actually the exact opposite experience that I have. Where it's like just at Boomerang, just if it was not Scooby Doo, then I was like, okay, uh, Cartoon Network, it is. I got you. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I I guess I was just I was just a weird kid and wanted to be into uh older media, but still specifically older media for children. <laughs> you know. So. Nah, yeah, no, I, I I honestly I wish that I'd gotten into more old stuff because like honestly like just. Old so all the old stuff is where all the like cool stuff is. Like all the like yeah. genuine, like weird, like 2D animation, like art and shit. Yeah, for sure. I mean there there's there's a lot of good stuff in there. You know, Johnny Quest is good. Johnny Quest is a is a, a fun, weird sci-fi show and Josie and the Pussycats has its moments, even if it's just ripping off Scooby-Doo. But uh I bet Josie and the Pussycats rule. Like especially like I, I the only Josie media that I, I have experienced is the uh, two thousand three the the Rachel Lee Cook one. Of course, yeah. I mean uh which is a masterpiece of cinema. Yeah, exactly. Like the, if if if, if, if the source material is like even half as good as it is, then it's like obviously that's like peak media, peak TV. Yeah. We hit it a yeah. long time ago. It's it's yeah. I mean it the the Josie and the Pussycats movie is very similar to the uh, the James Gunn film in that it is taking a very bare bones and simple um, you know children's entertainment and and layering so much meta stuff on top of it that it becomes a wholly different thing. Um, oh yeah, I think it's I think it's better than than the the Gunn movie though. Yeah, yeah, I I, think, like, yeah. There's something really special about Josie and the Pussycats, and it, it is like because the fact that it's able to make like statements and, and salient thoughts about a, the cartoon, but then also about you know the state of uh, media at the time and everything, like just uh, it's it's so incredible. cynical about its own existence in a way that's like really really funny. It's like a movie that's suicidal. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Um, if if you if you're out there, you've not seen the uh, early two thousands film Josie and the Pussycats. Uh, I give you permission to stop listening to this and go watch that first because that is um, just agree. a great time. Um, so another thing that we have to discuss is the Blair Witch Project, of course. Uh, a, a movie that exists. It's definitely one of one, one of the movies, one that I would call great. Yeah, yeah. Um, really, uh, one of the greatest 
single um, horror movies ever made, I would say. Um, really does so, so, so much with, with what it has and is still just so scary to me. Um, yeah, that, 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 that thing still, like, just, like, makes me, like, crap myself. It's uh, just, it really gets under your skin with just how frightening it can be to just be be like in close proximity to like a small amount of people for a long amount of time and it's I the, the 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 digital sheen of it like somehow still is like so unsettling yeah yeah uh it's <laughs> it's crazy um and like there's something about what it understands more than I think literally any other horror movie is that um, simply nothing can ever possibly be scarier than what you can imagine yourself, right? Like, oh yeah, nothing they can show you will ever be scarier than your own imagination. Um, and I, you know, I some of my my friends uh, watched that movie and were like, "I don't get it. This is stupid." Yeah, because I mean, I've had that experience. Yeah. I've had that experience. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very sparse, and like if like by like the accounts of like most like like m like by modern horror language, nothing really happens. Yeah, like the most visceral thing in it that happens are like like a callback, like like a, and just like a fucking chilling callback to a line that uh, most people really only catch if like they're paying attention, and like I, the, 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 they find the weird bundle of like gross bloody stuff in the woods which is 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 effective yeah in and of itself it's a, it's, it's a fascinating franchise and just like how like it's 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 like like just like each movie kind of like fucking bungles like the thing that you're saying where it's like the most terrifying thing uh you can imagine is like in your head and like the like it's it's two sequels just completely run in entirely different directions with that have, have you seen any of the blair witch sequels oh you better believe i have yeah yeah um i've seen both of them um book of shadows is almost good in its own way of being a, a weird uh 2000s like new metal horror movie right um it's it yes it's it genuinely some, like really upsetting gore in that actually. yeah yeah but uh but like as a uh as a successor to the blair witch project i don't think it is um living up to its potential for sure <laughs> um, yeah I, you know i would definitely love to revisit that because it's like i i, I wonder if there's like a halloween to uh 2009 like kind of like hidden gem just waiting to like be like reclaimed there because it's like treading on a lot of the same ground as like i feel that movie is i definitely think the book of shadows is better than the 2016 movie because that one really um... 2016 movie is is bad and weird but in like entirely less interesting ways yeah it has one really great idea which is the like um the making the 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 forest like a house of leaves thing where like they start yeah it's messing with time and stuff but then they don't do anything interesting with that at all um which is really unfortunate <laughs> um yeah it's, yeah it's got a it's 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 it's, it's got a couple of i i, I will say I, I i don't like that movie either but i do think that it's like half successful at least it's just like a plain old like haunted house found footage movie like that like there, there are some decent scares in that i would say but like it definitely like like just overall it does suck ass yeah um adam wingard that that weird, weird career that guy has 
Yeah, I mean, I um, Adam Wingard, like, I guess has potential, you know, to be, uh, he has good stuff in there, for sure. Um, oh, yeah. But I, just, I, think, I think the guest has given him, like, a lifelong, like, pass with with me, but, like, I, I will say that uh, it... It, it it it's it's very it 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 can be very grating to be following following that guy's career sometimes. Yeah, Wait, like the guest is really great. I really do love it, and I I am a defender of um, Godzilla versus Kong. I think it's a very fun, great movie. Oh yeah, good movie, good um, movie. Even if it isn't necessarily what you know the guest promised from the rest of his career, right? <laughs> but like, um, yeah. What do you think of uh what 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 are your thoughts on Death Note the film? Uh I initially hated it but I've I've come around to uh borderline loving just it's like it's 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 weird kitchen sinkiness. Yeah. Um it 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 is a bizarre movie like just like as as an active adaptation and even just in like the creation of it as a horror movie in and of itself it's like it's like Adam Wingard is just like like using this as his opportunity to like do his final destination. Like yeah. then like at a point he's doing like a fucking like Michael Mann chase. It's it's fucking weird. Really, really good Lakeith Stanfields. Um and I will say I do I I, I like the fact that it also recognizes like it, it in terms of it as a work of like adaptation, uh how much of a fucking dweeb and loser that light is and remains throughout his entire like arc of like the original work and just like spends the whole movie just kind of like doing do, doing weird shit with him i guess yeah i mean um yeah i need to re- revisit that because i remember loving the final destination sequences and stuff and thinking oh yeah and, and especially just how um unafraid the movie was to to be very gory you know like in a way that a lot of movies these days aren't, and especially not like Netflix movies that are adaptations of popular media. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's like the Netflix only gives the royal treatment to uh, Death Note and R.L. Stein's Fear Streets. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I remember hating like the actual plotting of it. But maybe I maybe I would like it more on the rewatch. I also yeah, same. have basically zero. Uh, familiarity with the source material so i was just kind of like, oh interesting. yeah I, I would highly recommend like the, the the original uh the uh the anime that it's uh like based on is uh pretty good and uh the uh i i read it way back when i was in middle school i believe but the uh manga that aforementioned anime is based on is i also remember being uh being a really fun read yeah i mean it, it... I've only ever heard good things, so I really should get around to it eventually. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. The, the the thing about the Blair Witch Project um, for people who are my age, uh, you know, who were born after the movie came out, um, I've done a lot of research on it because I find it really fascinating as a movie um, and a phenomenon. But like it cannot be exaggerated how like the grip that it had on the world after that thing came out, right? Like um just like disrupted everything. Um Yeah, you got this R rated like horror movie big enough to like be in- to inspire like 
Cartoon Network parodies. Yeah, exactly. Like exactly. But it's so, so many parodies, right? Like, like in everything. Um, and then obviously, uh, like, kind of ruined horror movies for a while, too, in a weird way. <laughs> um, in the sense of everybody trying to, to rip it off and doing a bad job. Um, uh, which I guess... It's a, it's a testament to its success, right? That uh, that that they did this thing that seemingly anybody could do, you know, just take a camera out in the woods with your friends and or not with your friends necessarily, with just with a group of people and and make a movie and have it be a huge success. Anybody can take a camera in the woods, but um, basically nobody was able to replicate it. Yeah, like uh, just fucking. Uh, there, there, there's. Uh, well, actually, I, I, I would argue that paranormal activity yeah, probably yeah. comes close. It. Hey, weird that there was. Well, actually, was there? A, were, were there ever any Scooby Doo paranormal activity parodies? There. It seems not like something that, that. Not that I know of. Um, I. Uh, kind of out of principle, I refuse to watch paranormal activity, even though I know people like a lot of those. Um, but I just I hate I hate the door closed haunted house movies, right? And like the uh, the 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 whole the scare comes from just like oh uh oh the painting turned upside down or something like that. I find them so boring. Even though obviously Paranormal Activity started all of that and very well could be good. I just I just oh fair enough. Yeah. I've never wanted uh, to do it. I've burned too many times. I, I gotta say though, I, I, I uh, the, 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 the like mid sequels, like the, the, the series starts getting like bonkers once like the uh, catfish guys take over, but like yeah. that, 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 that first paranormal activity movie does kind of function as like a really just like kind of like skeezy like voyeuristic like marriage falling apart movie in in and of its own right, just like minus the paranormal elements. I think like yeah. it's, it's it is kind of like like I, I would say it's kind of an interesting watch even like outside of like it as a horror movie. But like I, I totally get what you're saying though. It's like I, I I can get like someone just like watching that, and not really getting anything out of it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think the one thing, the one movie that I think matches the uh, doesn't quite well. Matches not the right word, but but sort of honors what was what was set the principles that were set foot by. Um, by Blair Witch is a movie that I know that both of us really like, which is Lake Mungo, right? Oh I mean, yeah, that thing is insane. Really, really well done. Um, very, very scary. Movies. Now, those are some ghosts I'd like to see uh, the Mystery Gang uh, take on. Yeah, yeah, completely. Which that's a good point. Um, you know, you bring that up. You mentioned them not doing a Paranormal Activity parody. They really just do not do as many horror parodies as you think they would or definitely as many as they should you know um one of my favorite of the direct to dvd movies in the past i mean this thing's 10 years old now so i was going to call it one of the recent ones but it's not um is camp scare which is uh a a uh Friday the Thirteenth riff in it. Insofar oh as, shit! What? Well, I mean, insofar as they can go, you know, with with this kind of thing, because nobody actually, had, I don't think anybody dies in it, but it is an interesting, fun um, 
movie for sure. Yeah, that sounds like it could like at the very least be like a vibe. Oh my god, yeah. oh, I, I I I I might be thinking this out later. And then um there's also an episode of uh Be Cool Scooby Doo that is simultaneously a parody of Alien and the Thing, which is really, really great stuff. It's the that's the highest height that that show ever comes to. Um, and is it's really Scooby Doo the fun. one that like that looks weird and like people don't yeah. like? It's the one that looks hideous. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I don't think I've seen seen an episode of that, but like them doing like a version of the the thing with that, like kind of like that Pingu the Thing parody, where it's just like be cool Scooby Doo, but like it just gets like as gory as the thing gets. Like it. it know, some, some, some weird renegade animator should do that. Yeah. I mean. For sure, there. But but the thing. But you. I mean, there's just so much potential out there. You know what I mean? Like, there's so many things that they can do that they oh, yeah. just haven't. Um, I, I, I'm assuming you've seen Mysterying. Oh yeah, of course. Of yeah, Mysterying has that has that great Twin Peaks episode too. Yeah. yeah. Which like yeah. again a, a, a truly bizarre reference point for a kids cartoon, but like again, go off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Mystery Inc. does do a lot of weird stuff for sure. They 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 parody um Vincent Price movies in that, which is really good. That's a good great episode when they do that. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He he comes back too, right? Yeah, yeah. They have they have the Vincent Van Gogh character um playing an actual like Vincent Price stand. Vincent Van Gogh, there we go, thank you. Oh my um, god, I, yeah, great character. Yeah, yeah, that's great a great show. Great version of the show yeah. overall. Honestly, yeah, like as you say, go off, right? <laughs> like just a, a plethora of ideas on that thing. Um, but yeah, I just wish they had done more direct stuff like this. Um, that I still haven't seen Scooby Natural because I'm not. Um, Oh, I, um, I I forgot yeah. that I knew that that existed. <laughs> yeah, I'm not uh I'm not a uh, supernatural head, but that will be covered on the podcast in the future, and I'll watch it then. But that I would say is probably the closest to this that we have gotten since, right? Like that's the most they've kind of that the honestly like Scooby Natural is probably the funniest pipeline into like being a supernatural. Yeah, yeah. What if I watch that and I'm like, "Wow, this is great! I gotta, I gotta watch the it's whole like, show." The, 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 this is good, minus the Scooby stuff. <laughs> like, who, are, who are the Who are these two mysterious brothers? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna watch like nine seasons of this. <laughs> like, ha- have they? Like, okay, I, I, I hmm, all right. I'm, I'm, you know what? Never mind. I think I just answered my own question, but I was about to ask if, like, ha- have they done any other Mortal Kombat stuff outside of like? the Ultra Instinct Shaggy opening to the new Mortal Kombat Legends. <laughs> no, that is the, that's the most they've got. I mean, they do do crossovers and stuff now, but it's like with, it's either with a wrestler <laughs> or it's with um, Courage the Cowardly Dog is the most recent one, which I'm, I'm wondering if those check that out. Yeah, I'm wondering if those wrestling ones can maintain just like the phenomenally bizarre energy of like watching like little snippets of them on like Twitter and shit. Like, I, I, I've, I've seen that clip of John Cena stopping the boulder in front yeah. of the mystery machine like, <laughs> countless <laughs> times. Uh, have you seen the movie? I I have not. That was um, 
kind of during my fallow period with Scooby-Doo, because none of the stuff that was coming up looked interesting, because it was, you know, uh, Scooby-Doo WrestleMania and Kiss and stuff. Um, But uh, past and future guest Peter Bushman uh, has seen them. And, hey. and gives them glowing reviews. So uh, I, I, I trust, hey, John I trust Cena, him in my life. <laughs> so. John Cena's charm will translate through the screen. I can feel it. Of course, yeah. I mean, it's got to, right? Like Charisma you can't teach. Those have got to be better than uh, the, the Surf's Up sequel, <laughs> you know, Wave Mania or whatever. Oh my god, is he? Oh my god. I think I do. It's like, it's, it's like like the first one is like about surfing, right? And then it's like they go like wrestling out of yes, nowhere. Yes, yes. And none of the characters come back. And instead, the new characters are being played by wrestlers. <laughs> I, 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 I should watch those. Like, I, I love all forms of Penguin Media. Like, yeah, uh, sure. I, I, I got a couple of sore blind spots. Uh, like, uh, I, I love the two Happy Feet movies. Haven't seen that one Don Bluth movie, uh, Pebble and the Penguin? Fuck. Couldn't tell you. <laughs> so something like that, and then yeah, a, cu- a couple, a couple I could just rattle off here. I, I'm, I'm not going to do that. Um, Penguins, they're pretty cool. Yeah, I agree. Penguins are great. You gotta love them. Um, you want to talk about the Scooby Doo project? Oh fuck, it. that's right. Yeah, yeah, I completely forgot what we were doing too. We were just having a great conversation. Um. I mean, the th- the thing itself is interesting, but it's really fun. I was doing research into the uh, the the story behind this, right? Which is fun and interesting. Just even even like beyond its like it as a piece of media, the fact that it exists is is almost more interesting than it is itself, even though it is really a compelling little short film. But oh, yeah. Like, just everything around it is really interesting. Um, so, basically, what happened was it, it was it all happened very quickly because uh, Blair Witch Project came out August of 1999, and this aired uh, Halloween night of 1999, right? Um, oh, basically, fuck. I didn't they, realize the turnaround was that fast. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> uh, they were planning a... Um, they had a bunch of Scooby-Doo marathons in... Um, October of that year, already on the books. And these guys that worked at Cartoon Network, uh, Casper Kelly, uh, Steve Patrick, and Larry Morris. Um, yeah, yeah, that sounds right. They um, they pitched is... this. Uh, they pitched this concept to Cartoon Network. They were like, they they filmed a a, a, a the, the, the bit of Daphne running through the woods was their like proof of concept. So they made that first and came to that to, with that to um, Archie Network and said, what we want to do is we want to create a bunch of bumpers to air during all those marathons that would then be cut together into a, a full short film that we would air at the end, right? Um, which kind of uh, makes sense given how segmented this... Um, the Scooby-Doo project is right. Like it's a bunch of gags kind of strung together, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, not, 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 not real, not really connective tissue that like really forms a plot outside of like, just like how, like where, like sometimes the bits are like located. Yeah, exactly. So they would cut those individual parts out and, um, and air those during commercial breaks. And then at the very end, Halloween night, this aired 
once and only one time on Cartoon Network. Um, past and future guest uh, Jack Reed told me that he had watched this air live, um, which is crazy. Um, which I guess a lot of people had had to do, you know, because that's what um, that's why it has stayed in the consciousness so long. Um, unlike its its successor, uh, what's the name? Night of the Living Do, right? The uh, yeah, awful, awful title, admittedly. <laughs> yeah, the bizarre uh, new Scooby Doo movies parody with Gary Coleman. <laughs> Gary Coleman, David Cross. Yeah. Just an entire can of worms that will need to get its own episode to be really unpacked, but um, yeah, basically, hey, a, yeah. a fellow Casper Kelly author, exactly. work. Casper Kelly, I, I mean, no disrespect to the other two guys, but I was doing research and they don't really seem to exist. Um, <laughs> like they they worked on this oh, and, and one or two other things, and that was it. But it really seems that Casper Kelly is kind of the. Uh, voice here considering yeah this is ve- this is very much like of a body of work with yeah. like too many cooks exactly i was gonna bring that up because he did direct uh too many cooks which is very similar in the fact that in the way that it like begins as seem- seemingly an innocuous uh um parody of of children's media <laughs> and then devolves into like a genuine horror show by the end of it right the, 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 one of the best horror movies of the 2010s yeah, I mean, Too Many Cooks is is really great. Obviously, um, because it's an Adult Swim piece of content instead of a, a Cartoon Network show, it was able to uh, to go further than this is able to, for sure. Um, but but yeah, I mean, the the Scooby Doo Project really interesting thing. What's really kind of special about it is that is the voice cast, right? This is the Cyber Chase cast. Um, Oh yeah, Frank. uh, Yeah, it's uh, so it's Frank Welker. Obviously, is Fred. um, But then you got Scott Ines, who's doing Shaggy and Scooby, who only did it for those, who only did for Witch's Ghost, um, uh, Alien Invaders, and Cyber Chase. And his his voice as Shaggy is like the peak of nostalgic ASMR for me, right? Like it just. Like just hearing that brings me all the way back to to watching VHSs as a, as a very young kid, right? Um, and yeah, then, it's, it's, it's it's like a sin. Almost. Exactly. Yeah. In my yeah, I'm I'm surprised nobody's made like uh, like Simpsons wave, but for but for those Scooby Doo VHS tapes, you know, um, like the perfect Shaggy voice is just like a couple of modulations away from being like a Pink Floyd like noise. <laughs> yeah completely um you got and then you also have mary Kay places daphne who only did it for those uh four movies and then also uh bj ward uh absolute icon who did velma for only those four movies so this is like the the last the only thing they did together that wasn't a movie um because three of the four of them don't come back for the tv show uh so it, it really is um very special to get to hear them, and they all recorded their their lines over the phone <laughs> because obviously, like this was a really quick turnaround. Um, yeah, it's 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 it's, it's yeah. Part part of like the things like weird effectiveness is like how like terrifying it can get to like hear like the mystery gang like pretty much like lose like their shit and like yes. something that's like a little bit more grounded to reality. Kind of like Fred yeah. has a couple of like genuinely like like 
funny, like, but like, kind of like, hey man, you okay? Breakdowns throughout <laughs> that, like, like just like, like I don't think any like previous iteration of this no. have, like, come <laughs> no. to absolutely. Um, you know what? Yeah, let's let's go ahead and, and get into the actual. If you want to say plot of the thing, and then we'll, we'll kind it's, of... it's pretty much the plot of the Blair Witch Project. Yeah, yeah. We'll go over the the bits as they happen. Um, yeah, it, like it starts with a a great, a, a such a great uh, opening, which is obviously cripping from the Blair Witch Project, which is just the the black screen, and it says, uh, "In October 1999, four teenage sleuths and their Great Dane get lost in the woods while in search of a mystery." This is their story, right? Like, it, it, and it, 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 the the setup is that Velma is behind the camera, and she's going to be uh, documenting their um, their most recent mystery. Uh, and it's filmed in live action, right? Um, like real L- live action with like like cartoon like cutouts of them like moving around. Yeah. It's like yeah. it's 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 it in and of itself an unsettling sight. Yeah, it's genuinely really un- unsettling because it's uh like like they like so like the opening is them at the at the van, so it's a shot of an actual physical mystery machine in some driveway, and then they have these 2D as you say cutouts of them because like they they're just sort of pasted onto the scene, and, be, and because it was so sh- so quick that they had to make this, like the animation is even sparser than it is in like the old uh, Hanna Barbera cartoons, right? Like it really, like it's only the bare amount of bare minimum of movement that is necessary, uh, and most of the time they're kind of just standing there, like smiling dead eyed into the camera, and it's really, really effective as as a horror tool you know yeah I, I i don't know if you mentioned this but i i i don't remember where i read this but i remember like reading somewhere that like they didn't realize how big the blair witch project was until like just before it was about to air so they were like oh fuck are we about to get like lumped in with like yeah all these yeah. other fucking dudes so it's like 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 they had that crunched on them too while they were making it yeah uh like there already were countless other parodies that were coming out at the same time. So they were like, oh, man, this sucks. Even though, like, th- this is arguably one of the best ones, you know? Like, <laughs> this, oh, yeah. they really don't don't reach this height, for sure. Um, something that's fun at this uh, opening is they all make fun of Shaggy's name, uh, Norville Shaggy Rogers, right? Yeah, um, it's, it's, it's fucked up. The, the, the gag is never this. Yeah, like, yeah, there's... <laughs> They're they're giving each other so much shit, right? Like they make, later on they make fun of Scooby's uh, speech impediment in the van and stuff. It's just like they make fun of the fact that Velma needs glasses. Yeah, this ripping between them is like never happens before this. Really doesn't happen after this. It's it's like it's it's it's, it's like the dynamic is like often like a way that like those like old like creepy bosses that were about like old cursed episodes kind of are. Where it's like oh, all the characters are like being mean to each other vaguely, and it's like Chris, that is. Excellent, an excellent uh, basis for this. I've never, I didn't think about creepy pasta at all, but this is so 
So like the original creepy pasta. I mean like like yeah, not to jump ahead or anything, but like 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 there is like a version of this that where like it ends with them implying that like they just fucking died. Yes, yeah. Like a one night only a special they aired on TV of like a weird off uh, episode of a children's cartoon, right? Like that is Fuck, what are, what are, what are the Scooby projects as a topa? Oh my gosh. Great 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 point. Uh <laughs> Um, the empty dog yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly it, it kind of reminds me of um, have you ever heard of the, the Nickelodeon film Fry Baby Lane oh I've I, I, I've heard of this but I don't know much about it besides the fact that it has like a bit of a, rep- bit of a reputation around it yeah this was this is another thing I did in this vein it was a Nickelodeon original movie that aired on Halloween night around this time, it only ever aired once. And the story is because so many people wrote it, so many parents wrote to the station that it was too scary for kids. Um, I've seen it. What is it's it? really bad. <laughs> um, it's, it is kind of scary, I guess. Certainly if I was a kid, I would be scared. Uh, like the premise is that the, it's the, the classic thing that there were two kids uh, that were born. One was, one was good and one was evil, right? So they 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 buried the evil kid at Crybaby Lane, and you can still hear it cry, which is really intense for kids, for sure. I understand why they they might have pulled that. Um, but the, the finished product is not very good. But just like again, the reputation of that precedes it completely. Um, they, should, they, they should pull a Fear Street with that. That, that, that. That's actually kind of a good premise. Well, that's well. You say that it was written by R.L. Stein. Oh shit! What up? <laughs> yeah. New Clive Barker. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, I agree. I agree. We got to bring that. Got to bring that back for sure. Um. Next up, they they do the whole uh, they do the whole Blair Witch thing of interviewing what are supposed to be locals about uh. The monster they're searching for and everybody has a different uh has a different idea of what the monster is i i, I imagine they just like you know got their co-workers or whatever to go out by their house and like ask them to improvise what a monster would be like somebody brings up it looking like cotton candy and there's like a civil war ghost is another one and all these things which is really fun um at a point, they make fun of one of them for like having like for like missing teeth, which like yes, again, yeah, they like the sh- the gang make fun of one of the people for being the gang. The, the the gang gets what's coming to them in this one. This Absolutely. this version of the gang bit bit dickish, no? Yeah, completely. They're all they're they're bad people. <laughs> and like like again, it's like it's weird because like the gang has have like never been this perfect like horror movie fodder, which yeah. Like, like again, just weird, weird, uncanny valley to to all of it. But that's but this is like the culmination of Scooby Doo in the '90s, right? Where there hasn't been a show on for a while. They have these four movies that that deconstruct the formula and make Scooby Doo cool again. And this is at the very tail end of that. And uh, this is when it's at its most like meta upon meta until until the movie comes out and just like completely uh completely deconstructs all of it at once um but this is honestly this is a really interesting precursor to scooby-doo the film right like um as a as a piece of of 
making something fun with the gang while also clowning on the uh, the concept to begin with. Yeah, very, very, yeah, really postmodern, but like postmodern like horror, which yeah, is yeah, a direction that they never really go in. Like, I, it's it is partially like just a virtue of like again, like just what they they're choosing to riff on in the moment. But like, they they really did like make something really special by like combining this with like something that's like become so emblematic of like its own like form of like a horror subgenre. Yeah, exactly. If this was a a parody of like soul survivors or something you know like i'm trying to think of like a random uh like nothing horror movie from around that time it it would not have the uh the same edge to it for sure um i wanted to ask you what do you think of one of the one of the uh the physical people that they interview um alludes to the fact that he knows that they are cartoons and has seen their show oh my god yeah this part's it's, really uh, weird. It's uh, again just like I, I don't know if I would call it unsettling, but it's it's, it's like I don't know. It's, it's it's weird that it seems like they kind of it's like, disarming, like sidestep right? It. Yeah, yeah. It's disarming. It 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 uh, it, it just a lot, it, it feels off. Yeah, like especially like later, like with the fact that it's like they 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 show Scooby Snacks later and they're live action. Yeah, I mean, well, well, I will say uh, when they uh, when they pick up the uh, when they pick up the box at the beginning of the Scooby the Scooby Snack box, which was like actual merchandise of like cereal at the time, I got really nostalgic for a second seeing that. I was like, wow, look at that, look at that. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think I had those too growing up. Like, I don't think I actually bought or I was actually like ever bought one of those as a kid, but like I do remember seeing those like on shelves and shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they, they, they also. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. What were you gonna say? Physical mystery machine that they use in this. Like, I don't, I don't know. I, I was wondering if by any chance you like found like is is there a story behind that or anything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, um, this was just there. There are always people like this who just have one and that's like their thing, right? <laughs> um, they they have a van, they paint it like that, and then they take it around and let people take pictures. They just found some guy in Canada that had this and they went up and shot like all of that in an afternoon. Um and and used that in the uh in the thing. It wasn't like wasn't like a a a prop that Warner Brothers owned or something. You know, like it was literally just Someone had someone had done this to their van and was driving around in, in Canada, letting oh, people that, take that, that, that fucking that fucking rules. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's like a mystery machine. Absolutely, like the dream stuff. of that guy. You know, <laughs> like 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 what what fulfillment for this life choice that you've made <laughs> that gets to be actually used to Scooby Doo like cartoon. Uh, yeah, I wonder if that guy had seen the Blair Witch Project at that point. I wonder what that guy thinks of the Blair Witch Project. Great question. Um, wonder if he has uh, a letterbox. <laughs> uh, but like, speaking of the van, they they get to the woods and they do the whole thing from the Blair Witch Project where they all say goodbye to the car, um, which is really great. I really like this. It was like the first direct reference to the thing. Um, that that ah just and and it is just like in the movie it, it is so ominous of them saying goodbye to the van like in a cheery voice and everything like did they say bye to the van in the movie 
They do. There's all. That's a whole thing where they're like they they they. Uh, I mean, it's it's barely a thing, I guess. It's like a brief moment, but of them saying goodbye to the car. Uh, yeah, but like, but but that's one of those things where it's like when they were making the movie, that's probably something that the actors just improvised, and it became uh, a a part of foreshadowing for the film, and then it became a thing in this episode that's curbing from that, and also using the uh, the. Uh, iconography of the mystery machine just like everything compounding all at once for something really interesting and one of a kind you know it's really special <laughs> in that way um they're at a cemetery in the woods and this is like the first joke making fun of the uh the formula where, where velma is explaining the 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 haunted story or whatever and Jackie and Scooby are just like directly like like blah, blah, nah, 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 blah, and like like all the way through it just <laughs> which like caught me off guard I was laughing so hard um, very, very, very much reminds me of uh sense of humor of a couple people I know um, <laughs> yes completely uh you know who you are for point, sure points of the points of the screen uh that's me too many times <laughs> um yeah great stuff um they uh they go to the uh they set up the tent in the nighttime and seeing the like it was already unsettling seeing these 2d characters in the in the daytime <laughs> but um juxtaposed against the, the the scary dark woods it just there's something so unique and weird about it right like I, I admittedly like 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 I I watched this like twice uh for for this pretty much uh the first time I I I, I watched this I, I admittedly watched this kind of fucked up and uh there were a couple of times where like it just I, I like I was just like like half paying attention and like I like just snapped back into paying attention to it and like it felt like the jump scare at the end of like Mungo but like instead of like what that is it's like a, a like. A Hanna Barbera face. Yeah, exactly. It's it's, it's, a, a, it's it, it this this can be truly unintentionally terrifying. Under the yeah, I mean yeah, yeah. There's this part where, where Velma is explaining that they have to set up the tent, and and Freddie is in the background. He has no line during this segment. He's literally just standing there, not moving, staring into the camera with the, like the plastic Hanna Barbera smile, and it's really unnerving. <laughs> um, Pretty with Tony Collette, Spencer for doing for the last couple of years. <laughs> Completely. Um, uh, also, the bit where they're they are uh, they're setting up the tents, and the uh, the camera like gets knocked to the ground, and it's just their their feet walking around in front of the um, in front of the camera is is really good. Just just great stuff, and like really good use of the space that they have, right? Um, yeah, a lot of just like cool, like fucking with like how can how 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 the hell can we like like do this like weird animation stuff on like this like limited like uh, array that we have. Yeah, everything in the tent. There's so many funny bits here, um, like the uh, like Vel like the well. Speaking of of using this the, the 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 space, the bit where Velma is telling this the ghost story right with the with the flashlight. And it's an actual flashlight that's like being shined and then transitions into obviously just drawing onto the character's face is a fascinating effect and really works well. Um, but that also yeah, just, God. yeah. I, I, this must have been like a lot of fucking fun to shoot because it's like, A, it's like, it's like 
it's it's it, you're pretty much just going out in the woods and shooting the Blair Witch Project, but like for like way less time than like they initially yeah. had to. Yeah. Uh, like no, 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 no threat of a, a potential actual murder on hands. Yeah. Uh, the ghost story bit's really funny though, because because Shaggy interrupts her and is like, "Why are you telling us this? We were all there. It wasn't a ghost at all. <laughs> like we amassed it. What is this?" <laughs> um, which which made me laugh. Uh, they start hearing s- sounds in the woods, and um, everybody is scared. And uh, <laughs> and Fred's like, "Well, why can't you just go out there and dress up as as, as surgeons or whatever and distract him? Like, come on, <laughs> what are we doing here?" All great stuff, but like using the tropes, but putting them against the characters to make it all scarier, right? Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 Fuck, I don't like seeing their cartoon disguises filmed and shit. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so strange. Uh, the next morning, we have the Scooby Snack bit instead of the rocks being piled up at Scooby Snacks. and um, it's, 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 it's a great bit. Like, you, you get to see Scooby eat one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, hey, they're not cursed, they're stale. Another fun, yeah. Another funny bit is the... Uh, when they they sh- they are arguing about the map, which is another famous thing that happens in the movie, and then they and they show the map, and it's just like a it's like a cartoon treasure map, right? And and Shaggy's like, "This is it's worthless." Just lie. <laughs> yeah. And which, which which like again also leads into one of the more like demonic moments of like the whole affair, where it's like Scooby and Shaggy reveal that they ate the map with a Tabaski. Yes, yeah, and they're like laughing in a really wacky Tabaski. <laughs> Really, like, weird. like, like, uh, the, hey, that, 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 that's not Scooby and a uh, Shaggy anymore. That's the, 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 those are two fucking eldritch demons you got over there. Yeah, yeah. Um, the next night is when shit really starts to hit the fan, and they start arguing completely. What, what do you think of the, the, the bit where uh, Velma says, um, "You're the one who decided to wear high heels to the woods," and then Daphne goes, "Hey, at least I tried to look feminine." <laughs> Oh yeah, no, it's uh, an, an an interesting uh, an, an interesting joke that uh, I should probably stay in the uh, late nineties uh, where it belongs. But <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's like, really the insane. Sheer, sheer mean headedness of it. Yeah, just like did individually like take me off guard and like again, just like the it's it's weird seeing the mystery gang be this antagonistic towards each other. Yeah, this is the start of like them being directly really mean to each other, where they have the uh, um. Like, they argue about Fred always driving, right? Um, they have that whole bit. They have the bit about about Zoinks versus Jinkies. And, and Oh, fuck. I, for some, for, I watched them, I, for some reason, because I watched them back-to-back. Like, I thought that the, the Zoinks and Jink, uh, instead of Jinkies thing was uh, was from Night of the Living Dew. I mean, they very well may do the same joke again, but um, they're they're so mean to Velma during the sequence when they're making fun of her for saying jinkies, and then she loses her glasses, and they're so mean about this. It's 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 like the it's 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 like the roast of the gang or something. Yeah, she's pathetically asking for help, right? Because she's in this very vulnerable position, and Fred's just laying into her about always losing her glasses and and asking them for help. It's so. Yeah, as, as 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 much as it's like doing like a lot of like subverting of like Scooby Doo like tropes, it's like it's it's getting a weird amount of like just like social horror out of them too. Where it's yes. like 
<laughs> like 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 playing them weirdly straight and entirely as like antagonistically as like a real like probably like group of like douchebags would like probably play the scene out as I... yeah yeah um but it's it's it's, it's deranged Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're going to take a break right there and get back to the plot in a second after we play a quick little game. Okay. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. You've already forgotten that we were going to play a game, but we're doing it now. Oh, man. It's just some heavy metal from the Book of Saw. <laughs> so this one is called uh, Scooby or Not Scooby. Okay. And, oh, Jesus uh, Christ. <laughs> and the way it works is uh, I, I collect a series of titles some of which are going to be episodes of Scooby-Doo, and some of which will not be. And the uh, theme that I have collated for us here is um, in honor of the Blair Witch Project. Is it an episode of Scooby-Doo, or is it an underseen horror movie from the 1990s? Oh, shit. All right. All right. Okay. All right. I like this. Yeah. Uh, Night of the Dribbler. Okay, uh, I'm going to go Scooby episode on this. This is a horror movie. Um, I have, oh, shit. Yeah, this is from 1990. I have synopses for you. Uh, this is sure. um, the Watergate Plumbers, a poorly performing college basketball team, lose their best players one by one to death and dismemberment at the hands of a mysterious masked stalker. And if the poster is anything like the movie, the masked killer has a basketball for a head <laughs> oh fuck the, the, the sounds this sounds really good but like when you said the watergate plumbers i was like yeah. really hoping for like a, a horror movie where like i don't know just like, like some blue collar schlubs like are like trying to like expose nixon or something get like picked off i don't know also would be good <laughs> yeah <laughs> for sure um the nightmare ghost of psychic you is in university. Wow. Okay. Huh. I'm good. Boy, it's 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 going to be really hard not saying Scooby episode on a lot of these episodes, but I'm going to go Scooby. Scooby yeah, on this one again. Yeah. This is a Scooby. This is actually the uh, the they have a new show called Scooby Doing Guess Who, which is where they bring guests back, right? And this one is the Whoopi Goldberg episode. Whoa! Wow. Hey. Hey. That is good. She. she... So it sounds like she'd be good in a Scooby-Doo episode. She's, she's, she brings good energy, for sure. Um, Scream Madonna. Ooh, okay, okay. Uh, I'm gonna go movie on this one? Isn't it Scooby-Doo? Uh, oh, shit, wow, I'm getting these wrong. The gang have to pretend to be a rock band to investigate a ghostly performer haunting her former venue. Velma wants it solved fast, so she doesn't have to sing. Oh, is this, is this a, uh, one of the episodes with, oh god, what is the name of the band that people like? Oh, the Hex Girls? No. Uh, yeah. Well, actually, maybe. I don't, I don't think I've actually seen this one. This is a Be Cool episode. Um, so they very well could be in that one. Um, Dead Man's Curve. Oh, wow. Okay, oh, hold on. I'm, I'm going to have to think about this one for a second. It's like, this like half sounds like it could be like a full moon title. Uh, I'm going to go... 
Fuck it. You know, let's go Scooby episode on this one again. This one's a movie. Ow, <laughs> damn it. This is from 1998 and actually stars one Matthew Lillard in a uh, important role. Um, oh, wow. Sneaky, sneaky. Yeah. The plot of this one is that two roommates plan to kill a third to take advantage of their college policy, giving a 4.0 grade to his suicide's roommates, which I haven't, I, I've been meaning to watch this one. I really have to now because they made yeah. a horror movie out of the thing of like, well, one of us dies and we all get an A on the test, right? <laughs> Like, that sounds so, that, that like half sounds so close to like like the fucking ending of screen <laughs> yes exactly exactly it's like yeah it's right in that era too of, of between scream and um i know what you did last summer so it's come on this one's gotta be great gotta be good gotta be good merlin shop of mystical wonders scoop scoop <laughs> This is a film from 1996. Uh, wow, movies from the 90s just had wacky ass titles. Yeah, this is an anthology film in which two creepy horror movies are joined together by Merlin Shop, which is in turn introduced by a grandpa telling the story. The grandpa is played by Ernest Borgnine. Oh shit, a fucking uh, Jackoff King himself. That's right, that's right. <laughs> uh, Was Ernest Borgnine ever in a Scooby Doo thing? uh i don't think so no uh he definitely seems like somebody who could play a like a a red herring suspect right <laughs> like he, he, he could honestly play himself in an episode <laughs> yeah. the, 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 the kids love it's borgnine as we all know yeah night of the upsetting shorts night of the god i really want to say scooby episode of this but like I don't know. At this point, I've just been like so '90s title pilled that, like, you know what? You, 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 you know what? Fool, fool me once, fool me twice, fool me three times. Fuck! It's a Scooby episode, is it? This is a Scooby Doo episode. Ah! <laughs> oh my god! Shaggy pretends oh. to be the leader of the gang so his Grammy can get bragging rights about amongst the other grandmothers at the old folks' home, which is easier said than done when an ape man shows up. <laughs> what the fuck yeah that one's a uh, that's another be cool i've seen that one it's it's fun it's really weird <laughs> well, hey lo- love a good cartoon ape can never go wrong with a cartoon ape uh, absolutely just, just all over the garden wall good, really good cartoon hell ape yeah one. hell yeah okay you got two more all right all right ghost in the machine oh boy um movie yes this is a movie uh, okay all right 93 after a freak fatal accident, the soul Carl, a.k.a. the address book killer, ends up trapped in the electrical grid. He targets Terry and her son for his next victims, turning home technology against them as deadly weapons. Sounds amazing. That could, like, be, that, that, that could be a Scooby movie. Yeah. Well, they, they, they have done that in What's, in what's New. They had a, a Smart House episode. Um but like a, a a movie about the Internet of Things being evil in 1993, it's gotta be great and and totally misunderstanding how any technology works, right? <laughs> like, hey, we all know, hey, we all knew that the Internet couldn't be evil. Well, yeah, we, I'm, I'm just saying, I can't yeah. imagine that in '93, your com- a computer could control your blender, right? <laughs> oh, for sure, yeah, it's it's it's, it's, it's the lawnmower thing or yeah. lawnmower man thing. Yeah, definitely ahead of its time. Um, okay, last one. Chickenstein lives. What the fuck? Um, 
Okay, okay. Oh, oh all right, all right. Wait, Chicken Stanglet. Is that a Scooby Doo villain? No way. Okay, no, wait. Is this a movie? This is a pup named Scooby Doo episode. Ah, oh, shit. All right. Damn. Freddy's, yeah. Freddy's Uncle Eddie, the new owner of the Exaggerator newspaper, hires the gang to find out why the monster Chickenstein is trying to scare everyone off, ruining his newspaper Freddy's and running uncle. him out of business. Freddy's Uncle fucking Eddie. <laughs> Freddy and Eddie, yeah. <laughs> that, okay, that fucking rules. Yeah, that's really good. <laughs> Let's split up. They're always saying it. Why, for one, am sick of splitting up? It never helps, and I'm always getting stuck with Zuma. Why are Fred and Daphne always heading off together anyway? I'm so hungry. So let's get back into the Scooby-Doo project. Oh, yeah. All right, right. We just finished that game, right? That was yes. a good game. Yeah. <laughs> That's a really, that is a really good idea for a game. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, I mean... The 90s movies really uh, really were giving me some gold there, for sure. Um, yeah, it's brutal. Pretty brutal. Um, okay, so we're uh, back to the next morning after a crazy night. They, they have a joke about finding footprints, um, but they are just their own footprints. Uh, it's so it's they, footprints that, that look weird and yeah. like cardboard cutouts or something yeah it's a very it's it's odd because i can't tell if they were physically there or they were also edited in um they're like they're they're obviously pastiches of the cartoon footprints right like it's the, yeah. the big dumb feet <laughs> yeah yeah it's, it's it's like the big like stereotypical like cartoon dog footprints yeah, but again, also using a bit to to tie into the uh, the movie and like like into into the prolonged narrative, which is where this is how they find out they're in a big circle, so that they found their own uh, footprint, um, which is great. This is also when we have the insane moment of Freddy's breakdown. <laughs> it's 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 like Freddy just going full fucking like. Uh, you know what? I shouldn't reference a movie that I haven't seen, but like, I I, I just know that Rufus Sewell goes crazy in uh, what is it, Olds? Yeah, I don't know yeah. why this is the first thing that comes to mind, but I mean, it's similar for sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. If it, I mean, he looks, he's wearing his ascot around his head, right? And it's like, it's 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 so good, it's so great. Um, I guess he 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 looks like he's been drinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's going through withdrawal of something for sure. <laughs> like, like, do, do do they give him like red eyes for some reason? Yeah, yeah. He's he looks very, very harried, very frazzled for sure. Um, afraid it all ends. Hey, uh, Fred, if you're ever on the West Coast and you want to smoke this dank, I got you. <laughs> um, I guess this is the their approximation of the. Uh, the iconic moment from Blair Witch, right? Of Heather's breakdown. Uh, there are a couple of those in the Blair Witch, I think. Yeah, I I just wish that they had had an exact approximation of of Velma, like just the the top of her forehead in the camera, talking directly to it. Oh yeah. yeah, 
feels that, weird that they're that, that that's not in it. Yeah, I but I get I mean you're right. It's that thing with like the movie so new, I guess, that that wasn't quite to the level of iconography as it was as it is now, right? Like that's the thing that everybody remembers from Blair Witch. If we've only seen it once or never seen it at all. Yeah, that's, eventually it becomes the, the the big like poster and uh DVD cover, I think. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, that's the one thing I wish that they had uh they had that had made it into the episode. Yeah, that yeah, that seems like such an easy call. That's really weird that it's not in it. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe that's where Cartoon Network draw the line. They're like, we can't have that much. Uh, that would be too. Draw the line at Velma Snot. <laughs> and <laughs> an- animating Snot is too expensive. <laughs> exactly. Can't, um, can't can't come with the backlogs to find like Velma with a huge fucking nog. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a good point. Um, I just think that would be so good. Real shame. Um, this next part is where it starts to get genuinely spooky. You know, things are are heating up. Um, Shaggy and Scooby get lost in the woods alone. Uh, uh, As they are want to do. This is the part where 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 Shaggy is is clinging to or Scooby is clinging to Shaggy's leg, which is an insane POV shot, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, it's 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 just the car- cartoon POV is something that uh, I don't know should happen more often. It's weird seeing uh, seeing it. Yeah, it's just it's literally an angle of Scooby Doo that's never been seen before, and it's really. Uh, really off-putting to look at like as i was watching it's like what am i looking at right now god it like like just fucking uh around the same part is like when they've uh well we are pretty much just coming upon when they when they find yeah this is when they see the the monster for the first time yeah the the fucking uh it's it's weird that the monster like like how like frightening this is like despite the fact that the monster yeah. doesn't really even look that scary it's this part is so scary where you only see it for a second is running across the screen uh before they cut away um and it, it is it's so good like this is that is the the most in the spirit of the blair witch part i think of you only barely see it and you're questioning what you even saw right and then uh because you didn't have time to fully register and then the fact that it is also a 2D animated thing, so it's like, it's also feels If foreign. I saw a fucking 2D animated thing just out there in the wild, like, yeah. I would, like, also just, like, probably fucking run. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so, it's so scary. Um, yeah, that, that part is so, so good. Um, they, they get into an argument again, obviously, because this is just them arguing over and over it's, again. It's, 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 it's the version of the Mystery Gang that have the most uh, knives to grind between, between them, and it's, uh, I don't know, I, I, I would, have, have you ever read uh, that uh, that Meddling Kids book? By I have not read that. Um, I should. It's, it's, yeah, no, I, I, I read it a while ago. It's, 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 it's actually quite good. Uh, it's, 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 like, a really, like, cause, like, it's not, uh, cause, like, it's obviously not, like, a one-to-one, like, Scooby-Doo thing, but it's, like, very clearly, like, Scooby-Doo analogs, and yeah. it's, like, that, that, that version, it's, 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 like, playing a lot of, like, a lot of, like, weird, underspoken, like, animosity that's, like, just kind of, like, been there, underlying in a lot of, like, yeah. uh, iterations of it, 
So and, and interesting that to just like see it like come out like so like fully in like this version of it. Yeah, for sure. Um, they kind of get into that stuff in the in the live action movie, right? Because they they do. There's the there's the bit at the beginning where they all quit, obviously. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, uh, uh, Scooby and Shaggy eventually go off and just spend their days hotboxing the the mystery machine. Yeah, exactly. Um, they do. Uh, and they they really play into Daphne's insecurities in that first movie for sure um, about not feeling a up to the task, I guess. Um, yeah, the, you know, actually, now thinking about this, they did this a lot of mysterying too. Actually, we, we, yeah. weird that we were just talking about that so uh, in such big terms earlier. Yeah, yeah, um, but in that, it's done to like actual um, emotional effect, I guess, like to actually further character development instead of yeah. being a joke, right? Yeah. Uh, because uh, in this it's just it's just jokes, which is fun. Their jokes are funny. Obviously, I don't I don't need them to to get to the emotional core of these characters in this twelve minute spoof short or whatever, right? Like, uh, yeah, not necessary. Um, yeah, this is the argument about Fred's like, well, it must be a uh, it must be fake, like everything else, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> this is like cartoon like, self actualization half of going on. Exactly. It must be it must be a movie projector and Velma is like <laughs> adamant that it is impossible to plug one in in the middle of the woods. Um really great. This is where Daphne runs off on her own, which is a really scary sequence. <laughs> um, oh my god, yeah. Just like 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 seeing her just like uh uh it's 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 uh it's, it's like it's it's the visual of seeing her run off, but like it's 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 also the way that like that that initial scrappy do audio yeah. is is like spliced where it's like it's it's it's, it's like you generally can't trust whether or not like your ears like it's like it's like wait 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 a fucking second is that what I fucking thought I heard because like it's mixed so quietly yeah 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 um yeah it's great but also it's that it's I think it's the angle it's it's gonna sound weird but we don't we're not used to seeing them run like her run from behind <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's 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 like always like done in like uh as as like well they do this later where it's like the uh uh like the the where they're like running across from like uh room to room and shit that yeah, went over the yeah. bad gag. Yeah, it's 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 usually the, the left to right or dead on thing. Um and the fact that we're following her like handheld through the woods, it's just it's oh, it's like running after effective. her. Yeah, it's very, very effective. Um But yeah, as you say, uh Scrappy Doo is here. Um He's, we should, the first sound we hear is pu- is just puppy power, which is really good. I really like that moment. Yeah, um, it's uh, uh wait, why are you running away? It's just crappy. I know. <laughs> uh, like, which is which is admittedly my favorite gag in the whole fucking thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, like there's also like because they're it's they don't meet up with him right away, right? They he he's introduced as being out there in the woods, but then we have the whole bit of, of Fred and, and Daphne, like their, their costumes are coming apart and they're, uh, they're, they don't know what to do because like, this is what they wear every day of their life. And it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's fucking weird. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Something is off. This never happens. My dress, her, she's run away from lots of monsters in her life, but her dress is never ripped before. Um, which again, is making fun of the tropes, but also using them for genuinely scary 
moments, you know? There's something so psychological about this. Yeah. Um, not, not, not to jump ahead too far. Well, I guess, yeah, I get it. Not, not really jumping ahead too far, but, uh, can you tell me anything about the fucking house that they had, that, that they got for this? I don't know how they got the house for sure. Um, it's, 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 it's a genuinely imposing looking building that looks so, like horrible things happened in it. In it's past. so good. Yeah. We'll get to that in a second. We got to talk about Scrappy-Doo first. Um, oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Cause they, 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 they finally come across Scrappy. He's, he introduces himself, does the whole, you know, shtick, and they all have their resigned little, you know, hi, Scrappy, how's it going? Um, <laughs> it's and, really fucking funny how deflating he is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's weirdly kind of welcome. That's like, it's, it's like, I don't know, it's like kind of like loves you back into like a weird full sense of security that they're doing like a bit this lame. Yeah, yeah, you'd think that this is going to be the end of the bit, is that they've been running away from Scrappy-Doo the whole time, right? Um, the pin, they, uh, he, he sees the monster in the woods, we don't see it, and he goes chasing after it to, do, to defend the gang, and they leave him for dead. <laughs> great gag, great bit, leaving your, leaving your friend for dead. Yeah, really funny. Um, but yeah, then they get to the house, and upon seeing the house, I got chills. I was really excited, because obviously this is like... I mean, the, the climax of The Blair Witch is so iconic and so great and everything. Um, so just seeing the house in the woods, I was, I was fully on board, really excited. They uh, genuinely recreate the weird thrill of like, like fucking like seeing a house after like all this like uh, weird woodsy shit. Exactly. Yeah. That the movie does. It's like, what the fuck is going to happen in here? Really, really good. Um, this next bit, I also got chills. It was fully, fully in love with. Um, it's another play with the trope for a gag, but also being scary of the radio, right? So they come in, turn on the radio. It's playing old you know, old, old-timey old pop music or whatever, and they're like, oh, well, when the music starts, um, you know, this is when the chase happens, and all of a sudden the monster's there, right? Yeah. And, uh, which is a great, great deconstruction of of the tropes, which is something they've never, ever done before, and they haven't done since, of, of the music makes the monster come, which is really interesting and really fun. Uh, but this is where my insane granular uh uh you know knowledge of scooby-doo gets weaponized against me where like i recognize this song immediately it's one of my favorites from uh from where are you it's uh seven days a week which plays in the the caveman episode um and it's oh wow fuck yeah and it's one of the most fun uh uh non-sequitur bubblegum pop songs because like obviously that's like the thing is that the songs never have anything to do with the chase or anything um but hearing it used in this context and uh like like coming through this tinny radio in the background or whatever even for just like 30 seconds which is as long as it plays uh is so incredibly effective it's like the the thing in you know every horror trailer where they play oldie oldies as like a but like reclaimed as a scary thing, right? Like, um, 
Yeah, it's like 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 uh, Insidious does this with the Tiny Tim song. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Christine does this with like every song from the fifties. Exactly. It was it was it, it just it, it blew me away. I was like, this is incredible. This is such a great idea. I, I wonder but, how this would play for someone who hasn't seen the Blair Witch Project, like this whole thing, because it's like yeah, I'm, I'm just un- unattached to like all the Blair Witch stuff. Just like going through the Blair Witch motions with Scooby Doo characters seems like it would be like I don't know, fucking scary. You're like having like no idea of like where the fuck it's gonna go and just seeing these characters just like have a breakdown with like no like like not knowing that it's like just them having a breakdown is like referencing something and shit yeah like that's a great point that's a really good point actually um uh another just genius genius use of a trope is the is the chase sequence upstairs with the with the doors right um oh like Velma's recording it with her camera from like a weird angle and shit. Yes, it's so good because it is it, like again, it's a joke pointing out how, you know, pointing out the doorway sequence that everybody knows and recognizes, right? But then it like it goes on for just a little too long and is shot from a weird angle that it becomes scary of like they're trapped, <laughs> you know? Like it becomes like a a genuinely scary like psychological concept of what if you were what if you opened a door and you couldn't get out you know like like it becomes a house of leaves all of a sudden oh yeah that's a that, 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 hey that's a good call it's it's a, like this is doing the blair witch 2016 thing better than like that movie did yeah yeah it's so oh it's and, so, and, and so woodgard should sit down and watch the scooby-doo projects <laughs> yeah he, he might have learned something for sure um uh then we have the bit in the basement obviously yeah which uh has which, which has honestly led to uh what is uh uh maybe one of the most striking and iconic uh youtube thumbnails of all time yeah yeah Sh- 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 in the corner. corner yeah so good instantly recognizable I, I i i that that's the one where i don't know how that would play if you haven't seen the blur Witch project because it's like because the Scooby-Doo project doesn't really do anything to set up, like, any significance of him standing in the corner, I think. Yeah. Like, in the movie, that's, like, paying off, like, something from earlier. But it's still just a really, really fucking funny visual of just, like, him just hiding in the corner like that. Yeah, yeah. Why are you in the corner, Shaggy? Because I'm scared. I'm really, really scared. Like, funny, but also, obviously, Yes. <laughs> Isn't that where like the initial like version? Yeah, uh, that's of it the, that's ends? the cut to black, um, which is so great, just incredible um, as an ending. Uh, so abrupt and like just like fuck, do they die? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, I mean, and so, yeah, that's where the original ending is. Is the uh, the cut to black? Um, then they have this extra bit that they shot that's tacked on. Um, where they unmask a physical human man, um, right? Uh, it's really, it's it's really funny because again, he also just can't stop calling it the fact that like they're cartoons too. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Because he's like, you know, they're like, "Why are you doing this?" And he's like, "It's it's Halloween. I'm wearing a costume." Um, he also insinuates that they're wearing costumes too because they look like cartoon characters. <laughs> um, it's like, yeah. Nobody dresses like that. <laughs> um, and then, uh, 
yeah, he he messes up the line. He doesn't say meddling kids. Um, just just weird. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, this whole sequence is. Is, 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 is that guy like one of the animators or anything or like i'm sure he is uh i couldn't find pictures of the other two guys uh I, 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 it's funny but i don't think he's that good no he's not yeah <laughs> it's 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 a weird bit he's, he's, giving, he's, he's giving a he's giving a really bad performance but like again i i would not change that because it's really really funny that just like that guy is there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then he's interacting with the, the cartoon characters. There's something so odd about it. it it's like a. Are you a Simpsons person? Uh, I am not. Admittedly, uh, I, I I've seen a couple of Simpsons things, including the movie, and I've I've liked what I've seen. But my um my my Simpsons knowledge does not run that deep. Okay. Well, one of the Treehouse of Horror segments is um is Homer enters the real world he becomes 3d for the first time and uh literally all of this the 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 scariness is just him walking around looking really out of place and really weird because it's like 1998 so the cgi is just simply not tenable at all (laughs) um and oh what that sounds good it's it's good it's it's very divisive because some people really hate that they like you know that they you know I guess cross that line or whatever, you know. But I think it's really good and really frightening, honestly, how unsettling and unnerving it is to see a, a CGI Homer Simpson already is weird, you know. Three a three D models is very weird, but then seeing that interact with like Los Angeles, you know, it's just like him walking through alleyways and and stuff is is really. Uh, hey, I, I, I see a 3D Homer Simpson. I think he's going to try to run me over. I'm going to hit and run if you would. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, it's like that, but kind of the opposite of, of seeing cartoons, these cartoons physically interact with a, a real human person. <laughs> Very bizarre. Um, but then, yeah. It, more? it ends again with, uh, with the, the zombie guys showing up and and uh another harsh cut right um and then the very ending is uh the news the news coverage of them their missing persons photos god yeah like if if, you know it it would be it would have been really really cool if like casper kelly just like looked at this and like like go full book of shadows for like a sequel to this yeah yeah, I mean it's not too late. He's he's still clearly working with uh, with. Well, I guess too many cooks was a while ago, but still, you know, like I mean, he he did a thing recently, I believe. It was like a, a like like thing where like they were making fun of like a uh, uh, streamers, I believe, right? Yeah, yeah. It was yeah, like final he, final something for. Yeah, he can come back. He can do this. He can do another one. They should let yeah. him do another one, for sure. I'd love to see. I, 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 I would like to see him be in charge of like a whole ass, like some sort of like Scooby Doo revival of Project or something. I don't know. Oh, but yeah. yeah, I bet he has an interesting take in there somewhere. Better than like a, a I don't know, fucking Scoob. God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But also, I guess it's been twenty years. He may have moved on. <laughs> um. God, I, 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 I would like to know what he's working on. Uh, I... You fuck with any more of those weird Adult Swim horror shorts? Not really. No, only whenever. 
like you said, when one of my friends sends them to me, and it's like, look at this. This is this is weird. Have you seen uh, the unedited footage of a bear one? Yeah, that one's great. I, I love that one. That one's like that not one's even really funny. Good. It's just it, that that one was just like fucking like genuinely scary. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, oh, great stuff. Scooby Doo Project, great movie. Scooby Doo Project, really good. We will rank it on our uh, heavy metal tier list. But before that, we have another game to play. Oh fuck yeah! This game is called Jinkies or Stinkies. Oh my god. <laughs> What the uh, fuck? <laughs> and so the, the 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 premise of this game is that each week I collect six stories or facts that are related to a topic covered in the episode. And some of those stories will be true, which are jinkies, and some of them I will have made up whole cloth, which are stinkies. Um, okay. So up okay. to you to determine the difference. And um, all right. Like I said earlier. Obsessed with the Blair Witch Project as a film, but more importantly, everything around it. I've done lots of research into it as an artifact. So, naturally, this is the only opportunity I would have to do this. The topic this week is the Blair Witch Project. Okay, alright, alright. So, here we go. The Blair Witch Project was revolutionary in its filming process. The movie was essentially improvised, with the director setting up checkpoints for the actors to interact with, setting up various creepy things in the woods for the actors to react to in order to create fear, as if they were seeing a Blair Witch. They shot over 19 hours of footage, which did not make it into the movie. Notably, they had an entire sequence in which the trio would go running away from something off-camera. In order to get the genuine fear of a chase, the directors hired a local man to dress up like a clown and chase them through the woods. They picked a clown because one of the actors, Josh, mentioned in his interview that Stephen King's It was the film that scared him the most. They scrapped the sequence because they only shot about 20 seconds before cutting because the man in the clown costume immediately tripped over a log and dislocated his knee. Is that oh my God. <laughs> true or is that false? Oh shit, okay. Hmm. Uh, damn, fuck. You know what? I, I've heard a lot of anecdotes about like the whole improv, um, improvisational stuff, but like, would not be surprised if this were true. You're going with a jinky on this one. I'm going with a jinky on this one. I bet. I did make this up. Um, ah, okay. Well, I all made right. up. I made up all the the clown stuff. The first part of them, you know, how they've shot it is true. Uh, you know, they did just have them out in the woods improvising the whole time by going through stuff that they had set up for them. Uh, Ooh, rip! Which is really cool. Clown, clown angles. Okay, moving on. Brief sections of the film, The Blair Witch Project, were filmed in Burkittsville, Maryland, a town with a population of 180 people. This would prove to be a great decision for the movie, but one that would have horrific real-life consequences to the town. For years after the movie's release, thousands of people would descend upon the town weekly, either in search of the witch they believed to be real or just out of devotion to this film they adored. Even though the town is only in the movie for a total of less than 30 seconds, the singular shot of a rusty metal Welcome to Burkittsville sign was enough. The sign was stolen and replaced four separate times before Burkittsville had had enough. When they replaced the sign for the last time, they pivoted, to completely, they pivoted completely away from the movie to being a steel red, white, and blue sign that looked nothing like the one in the film. To date, this has worked as the goth new metal teens 
simply are not interested in something so blatantly patriotic. <laughs> that's, oh, that's a, that, that, that's a good singer. Uh, is this true? This is true, yes. Yeah. Okay, alright. Alright, yeah, because uh, for, for some reason, I feel like like they at least, like, a bit of that had already mentioned by the time Booga Shadows had come out to the point where, like, they mentioned that in the movie itself. Uh, yeah, that is, that's what's that's the great part about Booker Shadows is the beginning where it's about, um, you know, people who are obsessed with the movie thinking it's real and coming back to the town. I love all that stuff. That stuff's really great. That, 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 that movie is just as annoyed as it sounds, folk. It's kind of funny. Yeah. It's also that guy went on to do like those like, or what, what, what's his name? Joe Berlinger, I think. Yeah. Like, like, like sucks that he's just like doing like true crime shit for Netflix now. Because I don't know. I'd like to see more of those. More yeah. Movies I mean, from him. Hey, you know. Yeah, get, that's you know, that time buddy isn't that bad that's true yep um, alright so it's 2 out of 6 you're 50-50 alright alright Blair Witch Fever was everywhere in the years immediately following the film's release the Scooby-Doo project was not the only parody of the film naturally there were dozens if not hundreds of them you had feature length films like Polly Shore's The Bogus Witch Project parodies on Family Guy but perhaps the most out of place was the inclusion of a Blair Witch spoof in the 2000 directed video Mary Kate and Ashley film, Our Lips Are Sealed. Basically a horror film all on its own, the plot of the movie takes the twins to Sydney, Australia, after being admitted into the Witness Protection Program. A group of mobsters is sent after them to put a stop to them. When the girls catch on to this, they enter into an avant-garde black-and-white sequence of them running around Sydney to represent their paranoia culminating in them finding a collection of Blair Witch twigs hanging in front of a shop, which causes them to scream and run into the capable arms of their male Aussie love interests. What the fuck? I would like this... I, I, I would like this to be true. I, I would like this to be real, but I'm, 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 I'm gonna say this is... I'm gonna say this is Stinkies. I, I refuse to believe that something this cool exists. This is real is very strange. Oh, shit! <laughs> what? Wait, what's what's this called again? Our lips are sealed. Our lips are sealed. Um, another very bizarre thing about that movie, um, which is already bizarre because it's about the Mary Kate and Ashley twins being in the witness protection program. <laughs> but and it's like um, they're they're old enough to have love interests at this point. You said yes. Yeah. Uh, they're uh one of the mobsters or the gangsters that comes chasing after them is played by Jason Clark. <laughs> like. Yo! Yeah. Yes. Year, yeah. Years before he was anybody that anybody do. <laughs> um, really. Sexiest men alive. There you go. Really, really. Uh, weird, weird movie. <laughs> um, can't say I recommend Ooh, it. Better rules. Better rules. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so we're three out of six. Uh, the last three I've dedicated to being a "Where are you now?" for each of the individual actors from the Blair Witch Project. Okay? Ooh, okay. Alright. Heather Donahue quit acting in 2008 after having one too many degrading deaths in direct-to-DVD horror movies. She decided instead to give up her L.A. lifestyle completely and move in with a marijuana grower named Judah in his California community called Nugget Town. Eventually, she fell out of favor with simply being, as she put it, a pot wife and moved into her own shack in the woods and started growing weed herself. She eventually published this in a memoir titled How My Life After the Blair Witch Eventually Went to Pot. 
Oh my god, you're playing with my heart here if this isn't true, but um fuck. Okay, okay. I I know about the pizza commercial that she she did, but I <laughs> fuck. I don't know about any of that. <laughs> hmm. You know what? You know what? You know what? again, I I I I got a feeling that this too the uh, I'm 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 going with the stinkies on this one. This one is true. It's true. What? Oh my god! Oh shit! Fuck! I'm, this I'm... was like in the late 2000s, so like long before you know what legalized marijuana was a was a a, a real dream. <laughs> Yo, I want to fuck. Damn, got got to smoke that Heather Donahue. You pop. Yeah, good for what, Heather what if, for sure. What, what what if we smoke weed in the Blair Witch House? What if we? Smoke... Gotta go in the cellar. Yeah, I, I mean, it's a shame because I don't think, I, I think she's, you know, completely left all that behind because she could really make some money doing that, you know? Yeah, it sucks because she's such a fucking good actress. True, that's true too. Um, Alright. Michael C. Williams was a baseball player before he pivoted to acting. He played for a minor league baseball team that was affiliated with the New York Yankees. He only lasted half a season, however, when he shattered his leg in three places, and decided it wasn't worth it. After the success of the Blair Witch, however, he was invited to throw the first pitch at a Yankees game, which he did joyfully, citing it as the best moment of his life. Today, he hosts a podcast called The Fright of the Yankees, in which he discusses his two loves, horror movies and New York baseball. Hmm. This is tough, because you mentioned... You didn't say you didn't say much about Zaxxon Crew because I know that one of the the one of the dudes are in a Soderbergh at this. Shit, is it this guy? You know, you know what? Uh... Joshua, I think, is the one that is has continued acting. The guy who played Josh. Okay, okay. You know, you know what? I'm gonna go with the Stinkies on this one. This one is a Stinky. I did make this one up. All right, um, all right, all right. It is a thing where he hit the the thing about him playing baseball for. The, the Yankees minor league team was uh, he created that as his backstory for the character and um, people erroneously printed in uh, in magazines that he was like a, a semi-professional baseball player before he was <laughs> and he's like he had to be, come out and be like uh, that was, is not true at all <laughs> brutal that's brutal alright last one alright Joshua Leonard is the one of the three who has kept up with the world of Blair Witch the most. He pops up here and there in horror movies and routinely goes to horror conventions. However, he has been banned from Fantastic Fest after he punched a guy in a Pennywise costume who waited in line at an autograph booth just to crack a joke about Leonard's wife's forehead. Leonard, of course, is married to actress Allison Pill. He has not been invited back to Fantastic Fest since the incident. <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> no, that's so fucked. You know what? That's so mean that I'm. I, this has got to be true. It is fake. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh my god. Just to be clear, uh, he did not do this. Heard it here first. I'm not defaming him. Uh, he did not do this. He does still act in in movies a lot, mostly horror movies, and he is married to Alison Pill. <laughs> oh, wow, shit. 
Okay, well, cool, cool that it's fair to Allison Cole. Really yeah. funny that you went to, went to big forehead first. <laughs> that was, was really good. I'm that committed was really to good. I'm committed to this. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so, I, the, 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 the weed story just being true just took me off guard. I have to make them. Uh, I have to make them believable. <laughs> also, apologies to Allison Pill. Uh, <laughs> that was pretty good. Um. Okay. Mm, Allison Pill. That, that was that was that was Jinkies or Stinkies. What's left? Good game. Is... Good game. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, we got to rank this now. Um, Ooh. So, love ranking. Yeah. So there are five tier list tiers on the tier list. Uh, the bottom is the uh, rut row tier. Um, I think it's self-explanatory. It's the worst of the worst. Um, up from that is the Scooby Dumb tier for episodes that are dumb, but maybe not, you know, the absolute dregs. Middle of the road is called the Just Another Mystery tier. That's for things that don't do anything bad, but don't do anything special. Um, you've got Groovy, which is one up from that, which is episodes we like a lot but just are not quite enough to make it into the absolute best of the best, the Golden Scoob tier. What are we thinking for the Scooby-Doo project? Ooh, what was the one right below the Golden Scoob again? That is the Groovy tier. You know what? I personally would probably uh, probably put this as a pretty groovy. I think uh, so, too. I think so, too. I, I do wish that, that uh, it, 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 the, the experience of watching it was as fun as contending with its existence. Yeah. But I, 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 I do think that it, it does manage to get as much out of its uh, premise as uh, you probably could uh, as Cartoon Network would probably let you at the time. Yeah. Gonna have to uh, again, it is, and it is fascinating. Yeah. An insane artifact of Scooby-Doo history, of Cartoon Network history. Um but I agree with you. I think the damning thing is that it is more interesting to consider than it is to watch, even though it is a great, great time watching it. Um, yeah, okay, so we're going to put the Scooby-Doo project right up there in Groovy. It's, uh, what, 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 what's made it to the top? Uh, great question. Um, there are a couple of things. Uh, the first episode of Pup Named Scooby-Doo is up there. Um, the uh, Diabolical Disc Demon is up there. Um, what is that? That's the episode that Simon covered, which is a, a, a episode of um, the Scooby-Doo show, in which a, a ghost that looks like Gene Simmons terrorizes a radio station. <laughs> Yo, what? Yeah, it's really, really very fun stuff. Oh, hell yeah. Um, the Saw episode of Mystery Inc. is up there in the top tier. Um which I don't know if you know that that exists, but I would highly recommend watching it. Um, that's, that's familiar. Escape from Mystery Manor is the name of that one. Very. very oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, yeah. I, 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 I remember this episode actually now. Yeah, uh, that one's great, and another horror, uh, horror. Yeah, genuinely scary episode. Bit, yeah. Um, when we did that one, uh, I did two thousand horror movies for that. Uh, that. Scooby or not Scooby because of a saw. So that one was really fun too. Um, yeah. But that's the episode, Chris. Well, hell yeah. Thank you so much for joining me. This was a great, great time. For sure. Thanks for having me. It was great being on. 
This is a good show. Yeah, thank you, thank you so much. I agree. Good, 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 good backdoor for us to just shoot the shit out 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 on a random horror shit. Exactly, completely. Um, I'm sure that our my millions of listeners will think it is just as compelling compelling as uh, we did. Um, <laughs> do you have anything that you would like to plug? Uh, I don't know. Uh, follow uh, one second here. Uh, I guess follow me on Letterboxd. Uh, I am a uh, user bottomless pit over there. Uh, on Twitter, I am uh, space zebra. Uh, both uh, E's are three, and the Z is capitalized. Uh, and uh, that's really about it, honestly. That's great. Thanks that's for having fine. me on again. This I'm, is this I'm, is a really yeah. good show. You fuck me with those games. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm really glad that you came on. Um. This was very fun. Uh, I think we did the Scooby-Doo Project justice for sure. Um, if you would like to follow me on Twitter, you can do so at the Real Brundy. You can follow the show at Heavy Metal Pod. Uh, that's M-E-D-D-L-E. Uh, if you like the show, you know, tell a friend. Let people know. Uh, that's the best way to get people to listen to niche things like this is word of mouth. Um, this is a weekly show each week. We will be covering a different episode of a, any era of Scooby-Doo. Um, next week is going to be our Halloween special, so keep an eye out for that. It's going to be great. Um, and as always, to all you meddling kids out there, remember to stay groovy. Ha, 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 ha.